Hey everybody, welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 610 being recorded on January 6, 2021. I'm Sebastian Peak. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath, and we had a cutout uh, because things blew up on my end, but I said something really witty, so remember that. Yes. I'm Brett Van Spurmberg, and nothing exploded here. Yeah, but live viewers would have seen Josh's pithy commentary, which will be lost to the sands of time. And you can find out when we go live for events such as this podcast recording session by going to pcpro.com slash subscribe to be put onto our mailing list that literally only tells you, is it plain text or HTML? I think it might even be a plain text email. That we're you know, going to there might live. be a touch of the HTML to it because I put okay. some links in it and a okay. list, but not a lot. It's, it's not pretty a lot. tame for a list it mail. Is. There's not a bunch of pictures it and stuff in it. And Very few. you can go to patreon.com slash pcper to support this nonsense uh if you're so inclined and brett i think we have an update from someone you know we do we do i'd like to thank our latest patron this week and i hope i'm going to get his name quite right because it's a little bit wordy to me uh it might make some sense to somebody else here maybe what do you think uh the name he wrote was bazas with a an apostrophe s sammy note two what could that mean I, well, earlier when we did this before, <laughs> I suggested it was uh, Samsung Galaxy Note 2. Uh, Note oh, users are very what? loyal to their device. They love that I, pen. Oh, that's got to be it. Yeah, they love it. Yeah. Uh, well, the occasional explosion is just fine. I've never oh, named my name like from no, my phone. No, it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't the 2? Was it no. the 7? Yeah, I think so. It was the 7. Okay. Uh, hey, you know, after our intro every week, we go to Laramie and Wyoming. Visit with our own Josh Walrath as I bring him up here. Well, you're going to talk about food. You're not really bringing me up here. Well, your image. I see, I see well, you. I think everybody else does too. Right. Josh, can you walk us through this burger? I sure can. You know, I, I, it's, it's unfortunate when they wrap it up because when they're actually served on a plate at the restaurant, they look a lot better. But, you know, they, they wrap them up in the foil and it gets a little crunched down. But this is the All-American Burger. It's two quarter-pound patties with smoked gouda, chipotle, ketchup, uh, that special kind of mustard, bacon, all on a toasted sesame seed bun it's really quite quite tasty the flavors really complement each other nicely not as good as the uh the mushroom burger that was last week i forget exactly what that was but it was that was also fantastic uh but this one was was right up there and if you're in the mood for something new and it's a good one to get and of course the fries were were perfectly done and lightly seasoned making for a scrumptious lunch that keeps me filled up for the next 24 hours. Take that, fasting. I think I owe you five bucks on calling the seasoned fries, right? I think we bet that. Yes. I don't think we bet money. I refuse to acknowledge yeah, no. that. It might not have been a money bet. Uh, crisp or non-crisp bacon? Everybody wants to know. They're crisp, so it wasn't uh, wasn't stringy. But uh, you know, I made my money back. Some some people like, uh, you know, I like a little bit not as crisp, but it still was quite tasty. Excellent. Yes. Well, let's move right in seamlessly to our first news story of the week. This is going to be kind of a lighter week. It's pre CES. We're on the eve of CES. 
which itself starts on the eve of CES because that's when you start having your, well, this year will be virtual meetings and we're already getting press releases and stuff in under embargo. So it's all coming. There is a CES. It's just all virtual this year. But before all of that, we're podcasting because it's Wednesday and there is some news of AMD's new GPU architecture and maybe following that Ryzen path, Jeremy. Or what NVIDIA is planning on doing with their next generation of chips reportedly as well. Yeah. But bringing sort of a, a chiplet design makes a hell of a lot of sense. The, the problem has been that it introduces a stupendous amount of latency until recently where we've got proper interconnects on the chips, which will allow it to work perfectly well. And especially in the case of AMD, several generations of experience where we've gone from a really fun initial launch, which had its issues, especially with the Threadrippers with only two CCXs in it, to uh, what we've got now with the current generation of Ryzen, which doesn't show any of that sort of issue whatsoever. So it's going to be interesting to see if they really do push this because, among other things, uh, the, the one of the people that was looking at it that spotted the patent on freepatents.com did some back-of-the-napkin compu- computation to say that it looks like they'll be able to increase yields by around 10, maybe 11%, because instead of having big monolithic chips uh, on, the wafer, on the wafer, you've got a bunch of really small ones. And so you can fit more physically on there, not to mention the fact that it's not such a great loss when one or two of them don't come out the way you'd want them to. And then the other fun thing about it is that because these guys, uh, the chiplets are going to sort of behave in a way like a field programmable array, so they can be changed for what they're going to do, which is big for the high performance computing that we're seeing with deep learning and AI and the stuff that NVIDIA has just, you know, run away with and AMD hasn't really had much in the way of competition for it. So it'll be interesting to see if this patent, because that's all it is right now, is a patent to say this is the design that we've got, is going to come to fruition in the next generation or two, or more likely three, and just what that's going to mean uh, to the market and for us. Josh, you got any thoughts on it? Mm, yeah, chiplets kind of are the future for uh, a variety of applications, and uh, it certainly makes sense, but... Yeah, your uh, latency is, is always going to go up when you go into a different interface like this and have to rely on FIFO buffers and whatnot to get the data across. And, and uh, it just is it's physics getting in the way. Big wires, long, long wires as compared to micrometers in the GPU. And uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, we're going to do it. AMD has, you know, kind of... Uh, no one say revolutionized, but they have made it mainstream with a solid chiplet um, scenario. Not scenario, but um, oh gosh. How come I can't think of words right now? Scenario design power? No, it's not it. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more of uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, they're, they're with, with just how they're doing things overall in terms of uh, what Ryzen has uh, been able to bring to the market and how well they've executed on it and how well it works, even though it is a chiplet. And, and we have seen in the past, uh, you know, getting two chips together over hypertransport and other type of, uh, um, you know, kind of 
not glueless ball tie, but you know what I mean. That uh, you know, Intel did it with the uh, the Pentium Four GTL Plus bus. I can't remember if that's correct or not. It's been since what two thousand four. Since we back. saw that implementation, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it's it, it GPUs are, are certainly an area where this would be uh, very beneficial because they're all large die sized units. These huge monolithic dies that are harder than average to uh, manufacture and to get good yields and bins on. And as we are seeing right now, the whole supply chain on GPUs is is jacked. And if they could uh, alleviate some of this by being able to do smaller chips and be able to integrate more on a substrate and still get very, very good performance and scaling, that's a huge win for uh, the industry and uh, for consumers and for AMD. So we'll see if they can actually execute on this. Were we going to talk any more about the patent or should we move on to some more chip-related Rumor slash potential new product. That's more than Let's just even patent. look through here. AMD. <laughs> okay, well, we'll wait while Josh reads the show notes. Hey. That's fine. Uh, yeah, the, this is going to be funny. What? January 12th. NVIDIA's having a, an announcement. Yeah, I saw that. Games, mm-hmm. technology, more. Maybe more Something t- else you can't buy. Well, yeah. something or, else you can't buy. Yeah, the, the games yeah. part is probably fine because you can buy games. Yeah, I mean, Steam. I mean, you wouldn't download a car, would you? But I'll download my games from Steam. That's right. They'll always give it to me if I give them the greenbacks. Uh, next, so, news yeah, another story. Uh, another hot leak. Yeah, the, very hot. Potentially, we don't know. Super hot. We don't know because chip. I will say, if you have power limits enforced, the current generation of Intel desktop processors are not. They're not all that hot. It's just because they all ship on, you know, you're using boards. With, we talked about this last week. Let's just get to the story. Intel Core i9-11900K, because why not? Why not just add more numbers to the 10,000th place? Or wait, that's the 1,000th place. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a power-hungry and hot chip, according to uh, WCCF Tech here. And the, the part that's interesting to me is that I'm seeing it either confirmed or rumored that these are just going to run on Z490. And, in fact, people have been testing them and leaking screenshots of them running on Z490 boards. Yeah, it seems pretty close to confirmed that um, these newer chips are going to run on Z4, uh, Z490. The other interesting thing I got at this article, which might be obvious in retrospect, is that uh, their IPC appears to be up in comparison, clearly, to the previous 10th generation, uh, but also equal to or bettering uh, AMDs in single-thread performance, based on this article, um, but still very much losing in multi-core. They're, they're dropping two cores. And if you bring up the um, article again and scroll down to a picture of the two chips side-by-side where they have them outlined, yeah, scroll down and take a look there. They're outlined in some color. I don't remember. They're side-by-side. There they are. So you can see um, they've actually had to take up more real estate. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Josh, but I think they had to backport their 10th generation micro architecture to 14 nanometers, and it just physically takes mm. up more room. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. So you can see... They had to do lots and lots and lots of different tricks. 
to get yeah, that to work. Yeah. But they were so at, so much after that IPC improvement that their new microarchitecture had given them and they had to give put that on a process that they could actually, you know, produce, you know, in, in mass. So they essentially backported that to 14 nanometers. And you get what we have here, which is two fewer cores. And that's, you know, in case anybody's wondering, why are they 8 and 8, 16 again instead of like the 10th generation, i9, 10, 20? That's kind of the reason. So you, they give on one hand IPC improvement um, going after single core performance. Probably going to be very good in games, but they're a little bit losing out. Um, very, very, it's very close. I think there's a comparison discussion in this article against the 5800X. I think they may be a little bit better than that. If you bring it back up and kind of scroll through that, I don't know if they mention it. I think they're a little bit better in, in uh, I think the Cinebench Pass seemed to be a little bit better. Is that a 5800X? 50, that's a 59. Yeah, you'd expect that one to be what better. Is this? On, is this, oh, this is R20. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, our Cinebench R20. Mm-hmm. So it's a performance so anyway, regression in multi because, of course, the yeah. fewer core count. But the single core, cores. they it looks mm-hmm. like they're getting their their crown back in single thread. Yeah, that's it too. Yeah. So you can see where their priorities uh, did lie on this. I assume that means that there will be a focus on gaming performance again. A lot of you 1080p think, gaming yeah. benchmarks, that sort of thing, to show how. And then, of course, there's the total platform experience thing, which is not insignificant. But yeah, if you're just churning away at rendering something, you're still going to mm-hmm. be way better served <laughs> getting a AMD processor right now. But if, if we're talking like desktop platform, basic compute tasks, gaming, single thread will make a big difference. So we'll see. Yep. And certain workloads get more cores, you know, other ones, single thread wins a lot of them. What, what was the power limit? What was the total power? They sent, I think it was 225 watts or something, or they Where? say up to 250. I thought where, it was just was below this? the right, uh, just below where you're, just below that. A default load, Cinebench R20, hovering around 77C. Oh, oh I see. sipping. Did they use the word sipping and 225 watts in the I same I think that's sentence? sarcasm, but yes. Oh, okay. All right. We're going to give them the benefit uh, of sarcasm there. Before you, the last sentence uh, in there. Just okay. One more. I know. Uh, at Intel Rocket Lake CPUs be sipping months after the 500 series boards that will be available January 11th. That was kind of the last little oh. interesting bit there. Mm. Hmm. Months. Announced at CES, series. but hard launch plan March, April. That is mm-hmm. unfortunate, but you know what? Yeah, I'd you rather... remember when, when all the rumors came out that, you know, Q1, Q1 2021, it tells yep. and, and we're like, yeah, that's, that's not going to be until March. No, no, it's going to be January. It's like, <sighs> no, I'd, not really. I'd rather wait and have availability than have it launch and then have absolutely nothing available anywhere outside of like well, two partner companies. I think one rumor that I did read was that I don't know whether they're going to be enabling PCIe 4, kind of like the AMD trick, PCIe 4 on 400 series boards like the Z490. That's a question. Hey, I've got a Z490 Tai Chi that says it's ready for 11th gen PCIe 4 on the box. I agree. I agree with you. Now, there are, I don't know who the manufacturers are. I don't know who they are, but I have heard that very soon, if not in beta now, are um, BIOS up- updates, board updates um, that is enabling the, Z- the Z490s will be first. I did read that. Um, enabling next next gen 11th gen intel on z490 chipset hmm. that was nice of them yeah if it works 
And that was what that article you just had there was talking about. Indeed. You know, we are breezing right along. We're only at about the 18-minute mark of our recording here. That was my special this request. Is when we, this is when we sing the, the Muppet Show. Moving right along, going a mile a minute. No, that's pretty good. The, the, we're, good. We're risking copyright infringement because that impression that was, was so spot on. That was so awesome good. There. You should hear my uh, rainbow connection. I think you probably have before. So we have once or twice. Yeah, that's... You should put out an album. It's now passe. Okay. But you know what isn't passe? Moving to... Let's not use that ad break. Camelot? Camelot, yes. Conquest Camelot. 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 This is a silly place. <laughs> uh, hey, we have a sponsor this week, so we should pause right here to hear from ExpressVPN. How do you choose which internet service provider to use? The sad thing is most of us have very little choice because ISPs operate like monopolies in the regions they serve. They can use this monopoly power to take advantage of customers with data caps, speed throttling, and the list goes on. Worst of all, many ISPs can log your internet activity and then sell that data to other big tech companies or advertisers. To prevent ISPs and other bad actors from looking at my internet activity, one of the most useful tools I use is ExpressVPN. So what is ExpressVPN? It's a simple app for your computer or smartphone that encrypts all your network data and tunnels it through to a secure VPN server so that ISPs cannot see any of your activity or anyone else on the local coffee shop network for that matter. Just think about how much of your life is on the internet. Sadly, every site you visit, video you watch, or message you send gets tracked by ISPs or other tech giants who can then sell that information for profit. That's just one reason I can recommend ExpressVPN as one of the best ways to hide your online activity from your ISP. Installation is super easy. Just download one of their apps, and after installation, tap one button on your device, and you're protected. And ExpressVPN does all this without really slowing down your connection. That's why it's rated the number one VPN service by CNET and Wired. Even before ExpressVPN was a sponsor, I had personally recommended their system for friends on the go so they could administer their e-commerce stores and send emails without being blocked, and it worked great. Save the day for them, really. So stop handing over your personal data to ISPs and other tech giants who can mine your activity and sell off your information. Protect yourself with a VPN. I can trust to keep my data private online. Visit expressvpn.com slash pcper. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash pcper. And get three extra months free. Go to expressvpn.com slash pcper right now to learn more. Thank you, ExpressVPN. And, well, Brett, for that fine reading. I don't know if it was any good. We haven't heard it yet. It's uh, going to be great. What can't you do with a Raspberry Pi 4? I don't know if you've seen that little... Uh, retro console that uses a Raspberry yep. Pi 4 board. Cannot remember the name of it right now. Uh, what is this? Something about the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you'd yeah. figure that the Nintendo Switch would have some way of gaming from the cloud. I mean, the whole damn idea of it is it's mobile, right? You'd yeah. be wrong. <laughs> but it doesn't. But <laughs> thanks Psych. to... Uh, Psych. You're wrong. <laughs> Thanks to because Adafruit uh, put out the Trinket MO uh, a while ago, and it's specifically designed to interface with Switch controllers and uh, let you either change how they behave, emulate one, uh, add extra stuff to it, get rid of the issues that some of them develop. And so in this case, he used one of those in combination with uh, a Raspberry Pi um, that's sort of hooked up to... HDMI video capture. 
they plugged the dock that you get with your switch in through this uh, Raz Pi. It uses the video encoder to capture it, streams it up to the, the person who uh, developed this, uh, Stan Dimitrev, works for a company called Surrogate TV, who happened to be a, a streaming service. So he asked them, you know, is it possible if I could fool around with this? And apparently it's, there, there's not really a charge for it, but you have to sign up to get a hold of the, the Surrogate TV dev kit to be able to play with this on your own. And there's talks about that becoming just open uh, over the course of the year. You know, a good way to get people to move to your platform is to give it to them for free and let them play around with it. So what he's figured out is a way to stream from the dock to the capture up to the Surrogate TV and out to his controllers. Now, you don't want to be playing Twitch games with this. Uh, as you might expect, there's a wee bit of latency somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 milliseconds. So if you're playing a casual game, it's probably not going to drive you in literally and completely insane. If you're trying to play something that's a little force fast paced, well, you're going to hate it or yourself very, very quickly. So it's not mm -hmm. perfect, but it's, it's a fun little thing to try out. I like how relaxed, relaxed titles was mentioned. So if you're not, and really, if you're playing a, a turn-based strategy game or yeah, turn-based, yeah, I mean, Pokemon does Pokemon still use turn-based combat? In the, not a clue. Okay, I believe it does. I think I've seen it recently, and I think it does. Well, that's interesting. Uh, what is our next story? As I'm totally unprepared here. Okay, so that well, was actually it for regular news. Yeah, Brett. Please introduce the this whole thing section. is is uh, bracketed in by forward-looking pieces from or for 2021. Last week we looked backwards about what tech news that we found interesting or particularly nauseating about 2020. So the point of this was to highlight a few stories and maybe a couple of personal insights into what's coming in 2021. Uh, such as this first story that Jeremy wrote up on uh, a new potential. Is this the shooter of 2021? It might be because 2021 is really only a few days old. So I, I'm, would I go out on a limb and say, yeah, you're probably right. This is the shooter of 2021. So far, although it's already yeah. pissing people off because it was supposed to be out earlier than, well, now. And then it was delayed until February, and well, now it's been delayed again until April 1st, because why wouldn't you pick any other date than April 1st for your oh, that's not, delayed oh, game to come out on? That's not, that's not a good idea. Somebody said, this is a brilliant idea, we should go with it, and they did. So there you go. Uh, so it looks fun. Uh, it's People Can Fly and published by Square Enix, so could be quite interesting uh skip the ad i thought this was what the game was first yeah. i said this is <laughs> like wait what is this not oh, interesting <laughs> <laughs> it looks pretty a lot of pre-rendered stuff but you're gonna wait. get a free demo on february 25th for anyone not huh. pre-purchasers not some sort of closed beta or an open alpha it's actually going to be a couple of hours long demo. Uh, it's a cooperative multiplayer, sort of like Destiny, hence the title. So you can play one, two, or three people. And uh, four different classes with, uh, you know, the RPG elements as they 
get in different powers. And it seems to be a mix of, you know, sci-fi gun run and gun with some interesting, some sort of magic powers on it. They're not really telling much about the vehicles. So I don't think there'll be vehicular combat, but they'll probably be uh, a port of, part of the game to get you around. But, you know, from the little bits that they actually managed to bother to show, it looks like it's going to be a pretty one and it'll be out on everything. So, if you, and you'll be able to crossplay. So if you got a friend with a PlayStation, one with an Xbox, and you with a PC, you'll be able to go for it. So this could be a big one. Uh, this is a very popular style of game. And, you know, Square Enix tends to know what they're doing when they put things out. You know, it didn't dawn on me until you said Square Enix, and I was, like, standalone, like, uh, demo. It just, I'm thinking of the last couple of, or the last three, I think, Final Fantasy games, they've released a standalone benchmark. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that if they will have one for this, which would be great because those are you know highly customizable. You can anybody Very can download handy. them for free. Automated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Automated, so they're consistent. They're always exactly the same. There's no variance. I don't think in any of them. But uh, hey, this interesting. looks fun. Looks genre crashing together. I like the look of it. They typically implement uh, Nvidia features like hair works and that sort of thing. So I wonder if. Yep this will be like a DLSS game or not. Hmm. This, it looks is this busy like enough. Anthem 2.0 or is it? Yeah, 3. a little bit. I don't um, know. It looks like it might have character development. You know. Did I say that? I didn't say that out loud, did I? Yeah, if you mm. zip. Well, it's got a skill tree. So, so if that's I, character development for you. <laughs> all I really care about is uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I need part two of that. I know it's not coming. It won't be in 2021. They're still probably in the planning stages. And I'd love to see... If they do, it'll just be the second DVD. Yeah, exactly. There's going to be like five, I bet. They'll just keep milking it. It was... I really, really liked the first one, and I want to see it on PC. So I can, like, crank up the settings and make it look better. Maybe they'll fix some of the texture problems. Uh, What else? Oh, you know what? PCIe Gen 4 SSDs. That's something we can look forward to this year. We talked about it last week. You can actually buy storage right now. So, you know, you can't, well, not necessarily. Uh, if you have an AMD You may not be system, able to buy a CPU that will run it, but, right. you know. Right. You can feel good about it. The, the 3600s and the 5800s and the 5700s are coming back in stock. You can actually buy those. And the 50, no, 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 sorry, the, the 30, uh, 3,900, 3,950. Okay, like I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, sorry. No, the 5,000 series, yeah, you can't get a hold of them, but the 3,000, you can now do it again. So That's wasn't plus. this uh, this Sabrent uh, two, two terabyte one a pick of yours, like the last week or a couple weeks ago? I don't know. I'm probably, I mean, I've got one. <laughs> I still haven't even hold, hold installed up. here yet, but uh, yeah, they're... They're good, apparently, and they run, and so are the SN850s, and um, mm-hmm. so are the Samsung 980 Pros. They're they're all very, very similar in uh, overall performance and uh, a pretty significant jump um, across multiple workloads than the older PCI 3.0 stuff, and certainly a, a nicer jump. Um magic uh nicer jump uh, from the first generation 4.0 stuff so these synthetic results are great 
Like their their response time is second only to the 980 Pro with I'm assuming this first column is reads and the second one is writes. I'm not really sure here. Game copy. I mean there if you just look at reads and writes up here, it's at the top of the charts. They're they're very, very fast. Samsung's 980 Pro is not going to be as fast in straight line speeds where they're going to probably have an advantage as more of the like 4K random or yeah. like real world type stuff the way they tune their firmware. But these are like monsters. This Rocket 4 Plus will be hard to beat this year. Well, I, we say that now. Yeah, yeah, and there's not a huge premium on them either. So, I mean, there is a premium, but not like uh, not like what Samsung has done in the past. So that was sort of the biggest thing in between the biggest difference between the two drives is uh, Sabrance was about twenty cents a gig at a terabyte and above, and Samsung was about twenty three. And Dave in the chat says, uh, "Don't they default back to supported speeds?" Yes, I'm sure they're all PCIe three compliant, but at that point, you're spending a What's lot of point? extra money, right? Because yeah. they're not going to be faster than say a nine seventy Pro or Evo at Gen 3 speeds, where you have the advantages of those higher straight-line speeds. Everything else, like the random and the the real-world type usage scenarios, you're not gaining anything by buying a Gen 4 drive, except for future... you're future-proofing yourself, I guess, but... <laughs> uh, hey, if I could interrupt this... Uh, yeah. this no. No. Podcast. No. Maybe just I'm briefly, interrupting just you. All right. Okay. All right. You can do Fine. that. All right. Uh, we just got a new patron right now, like seconds ago. Ding, ding, ding. Their name, ding, ding. You know, we should have a dinging bell or something now. Uh, their name is interesting. Kind of want to lie you? No, but that's a no? good name. Okay. Keep keep that in your back pocket. Wh- whip that out when you're ready. It's one ninety nine, two ninety nine, three ninety nine, four ninety nine. But you saw that coming. Four ninety nine. Thank you. Four ninety nine. Thank you. Thank you. Numeric dude. We love you, man. That is nice. There's there's a opportunity to ask Josh anything. It's kind of like an AGA or a AJA, right? So jump on the Discord, send something to Patreon, send a note to us through the website, whatever, do some posting, and we'll have Josh give you his thoughts on something that only you have come up with. And he'll probably talk right to you and kind of look you right in the eyes as he's saying it. It'll be very intimate. So if you could just do that. Wait, are we talking about the mailbag or something even sure. more personal? Oh. Well. What you got? Maybe mm. the mailbag. Mm. The mailbag would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That. Make it like PG. Try to keep it family friendly, I guess. Yeah. They've got to put more, more, more money in his elastic band in order to get the personal touch. Mm-hmm. Well, that stuff wouldn't go out on the public channel anyway. No, it would not. It's all private it's stuff. Not. It's all encrypted. I mean, the like elastic band in my fuzzy pants, my comfy pants is also, yeah. you know, not, it's not going to hold up a whole lot of cash anyway. So, well, you have to put a, a big, big ro- roll of hundreds in there. Yeah, but then the weight would probably, it would just drop down the pant leg. <laughs> now, do they have to like, shake it out that. like I was on the golf course? <laughs> <laughs> do you have cuffs like I said, on your are these like uh uh sweatpants with like the elastic cuffs no, around no, your ankles? No, it's open no. bottom. So. Oh, they're open no. bottom. That's okay. Yeah. Modern man. Fleece pants. 
Yeah. Wait, 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 wait a second. Hang on. Yeah, you never know where this is going to happen. This podcast is. We, you never know what it's what's going to happen. We just had a. We just had somebody up their pledge to Josh Personal Zone. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Oh, he's got to get busy. My message is Nori. Sebastian, Nori has a 6900 XT Red Devil for review. Yes, it can. That can be your message exactly, because that's what I just mm-hmm. said. Yeah, he uh, he sent me a message earlier. I was just like, wait, is that a reference card? He's like, no, it's the Red Devil. I'm like, oh, wow. It's the Red uh, Devil. Yeah. It's a monster. Which makes it, it's like this wide. Yeah, it's, I don't even know how many slots it is, if you actually were to yeah. measure it. Also it's, good for fishing for tuna. <laughs> <laughs> it is. If you turn it sideways, you could strain krill through its giant blue whale style grill you know nobody knows what i'm talking about no so yeah thank you uh nori and that'll be a a personal message from josh at that at that pledge level oh wow i'm running a telethon the real me i'm I'm just moving us along the real me seven i I read this originally as 7.5 g the real me seven five g it's mobile value for everyone I see how the register has their own site on the phone. That's clever. Let's see what they have to say about this. Yeah, people this, like to promote themselves. Oh, uh, just, just under it. 300 bucks. Okay. Yeah, cheap. Cheap 5G. Yeah. But six and a half inch, 1080 by 2400 at 100 uh, hertz refresh. Although if you want to save battery, you can crank that down. It doesn't really have anything special. It's got a decent camera. A uh, relatively basic interface, uh, 500 or 5,000 milliamp hour battery, so not huge. But at the same time, the idea for this thing is you give it to someone who just doesn't need a bloody flagship phone. You know, you give it to a teenager that's dropped, gone through their third phone of the year, and you're not going out and starting up a new thing. Uh, you give it to a parent who's just bloody well using it uh, as a phone and, you know, occasionally scares you by texting you. It, it's, you know, it's it's decent. There, There's cheaper ones out there, but for this, it's it's not a bad idea. And right at the heart, um, you've got uh, MediaTek Dimensity 800U, which translates to uh, two ARM Cortex-A76s and six uh, Cortex-A55s with the Mali-G57 for graphics. So, you know, it's a couple of years old, more or less, except with new technology. And really, for what a lot of people need, it does everything that you need it to. So, you know, you don't have to run out there and buy something fancy. I don't understand the point is in 2021 screen. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just saying that they were complaining a lot about the screen because it's I, it's IPS. Like there's nothing wrong with an LCD display. I, I take issue with uh, the fact that they say it suffers from like color fidelity is an issue on LCD screens. Yeah. That's not true. Who knows? <laughs> LCD screens have superior color fidelity technically to pen tile based AMOLED screens because you're using an RGB stripe. But anyway, which are often available at that 200 and something crawler price. Point. Yeah, yes. exactly. You're going to have to make yeah. some sacrifices. What was that? What was the technology? Was it, was it pen tile that Samsung came out with the, uh, the, the, uh, S three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was, had all the, the people up in arms about how it looked like crap and it kind of did in ways, but yeah, I didn't like it. It looked kind of green to me, but yeah, it's because they, sh- I believe the, the pattern is such that, Two blue and red pixel subpixels have to share one larger green subpixel, so they can have kind of a green cast, especially off axis. But it saves energy. Anyway. Yeah. Well, 
Two things. Wait, before you move on, two things. The one that's supposed to illustrate the promise of 5G, along with the next link as well, is that it's finally coming down in price for a nicely featured feature phone, you know, to reuse the word. But anyway, that was in 2021. Expect to see a lot more of that. The oh, second thing. Yeah, you see. The second thing here is you guys must be showing a lot of leg this evening because Matthew Marshall just became another patron. Just got the email on that. Thank you, Matthew Marshall. So this particular posting that you just had up there is a discussion on whether 5G in 2021 will finally live up to the hype. We haven't really gotten as much 5G everywhere where everybody lives. So hopefully the rollout continues and that everyone can begin to enjoy 5G speeds, especially in places, and I actually live in a county where not everybody can even get high-speed wired internet. So only the, the high population centers can get it. And I'm not that far outside of Washington, D.C., honestly. So you'd think this is a pretty wired area of the country. I do have gigabit internet here. So it's not that you, there's certain places you can't buy it. You, you can, but there's a lot of people who are like outside of town and it complains about it a lot. They've got to buy satellite or they got to buy some hybrid solution or stuff like that. So the promise of 5G is looking pretty good for a lot of people. So I'm, that's what I want to put out there is to say, I hope 5G, the hype delivers in 2021 for more people in more areas. We don't have consistent 3G mm. in this country. Mm. You cannot- I always think of 5G, whenever I hear that, do, 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 do you know the show, The Colony? Mm -mm. And the people are driving, the rich people are driving the rich car down the highway and it's got the big walls and you got all the crappy houses outside, but the, they, they're driving through this pristine thing in a nice car, that, that, that kind of reminds me of 5G. Nobody regular really has it or has a use for it or it's just one of those things. I, I don't. It's, you know, we've been just surrounded by 5G for the past five years, and that's all they've mm -hmm. ever talked about and all how it's going to make your life better. And it's. But it's not. It's I not can out see there how yet. it will do it, but it's just not. You know, it's, it's, it's like they've, they've, yeah, they promised the moon and they've mm -hmm. delivered a silver earring. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Not, it's got not, a moon not shape. A lot yet. Yeah. What, what, what is it going to do to enhance people's lives? If. If you're surrounded well, it's by assuming that everything is going to be IOT. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But if you're surrounded yeah. by IOT devices, like the, the biggest problem with those is going to be ultra low power. I'm sure by then, by the time 5G is prevalent, there'll be ultra low power 5G chips. So all their IOT devices can be 5G enabled and have ultra low latency yeah. talking to each other. But yeah. so my friends can tweet to the toaster quicker. Yeah, it's so that <laughs> Good. well, so that you can be surveilled. Start warming more up that butter, baby, so no. that my refrigerator can tell on me how often I've opened the door. Right, your refrigerator door is not fully sealed, Brad. Please open and reclose. This your week, you door. stood in front of the refrigerator you, without taking anything out for a total of thirty-eight had, minutes. You've had enough beers. No right, no. That's the four. No, you judge me. They have five G faster than Tesla satellite beer. internet. Uh, yes, I think. I mean, five G. It's it's a it's like a brand name, but there's multiple ways of delivering five G. There's multiple. You can do like microwave technology. You can have I think like blanket Wi Fi. You can do multi stream, basically like multi LTE streams, whatever the technology is. But it's just I. I it makes me annoyed just to think about the fact that I can't drive even 
from one side of my own state to the other without losing service in at least a couple of places along the way. And there are people concerned about 5G now. Just give everybody gigabit fiber and have have the world blanketed in 3G before you worry about 5G. Yeah. yeah. What he said. Hey, speaking of people. Speaking of negativity and angry ranting, let's move on to the next topic. When will insert tech product here, GPUs, consoles, actually be available? When is that going to happen? We're in 2021. Gosh, remember? The year changed. Gosh. Yeah. Now suddenly everybody said everybody said wait for the next year. Yeah. It'll oh, happen. 2020 Gosh. is finally yeah. over. Josh, you were just talking. You know, I think that by the end of January, we're going to see some things be in better stock. I, you know, I, th- I really do think that AMD CPUs will be pretty much mostly available. It's not going to just be the, you know, five or six combo drops at Newegg. I had a tweet about that one. You know, you feel lucky. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there are five or six combos. I lost count in all the excitement. But anyway, yeah. Um, GPUs are still going to be pretty rare, but we're going to have more drops from like Newegg and hopefully see actual stuff on Amazon that'll stay up for more than five minutes. But it's, 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 you know, that the whole, the whole chain is just still hammered and demand is, I, I know people would like to say that it's, it's mining doing all the problems, but it's, it's a part of the problem, but it's not the whole thing. They're just, talk to people from from other companies and it's 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 all kinds of stuff down the line and so getting one component consistently so you can run a line is just next to impossible um not quite impossible as we see new egg had another drop tonight that lasted all of 0.3 milliseconds if you were lucky enough to refresh at the right time and hit add to cart without everything crashing. But it's uh, it, you're going to have to wait until the end of January and end of February until you can start seeing these things on a more regular basis. And it's really sad to think that NVIDIA had released their 3080s in September and you still can't get a hold of them four months later, not to mention even the smaller and larger variants. Here's I'm, my concern. I- I'll just throw this out here since Newegg doesn't even give a way to do it. Uh, they allow certain people like NGE Technology, which currently will sell you an RX 6800 XT on Newegg Canada for $1,750. Huh. Retail price should be between 950 to maybe 1100 for the top end uh, third-party card. And these assholes have appeared out of nowhere, and they've got zero reviews, zero other products on there. And they've now currently are hawking three of the damn things on Newegg, but literally the only one you can buy. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah, you're enabling them to be crappy by buying it at that price. Yep. It's, if you've ever watched eBay listings from scalpers, when they don't get their insane asking price... They relist for a hundred less, and then a hundred less, and then eventually they sell for barely enough to cover their fees. One hopes. But I, I put up on the screen a minute ago the Bitcoin price, which started off the day at around thirty-four and a half, and it's now up to thirty-seven thousand five hundred and sixty-six dollars and ninety cents. So this concerns yep. me. 
This concerns that me. That guy lot. who spent a couple hundred Bitcoin on that pizza is really pissed right now. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? Really pissed. I remember when Bitcoin was considered just junk and people just never cashed it in. I know there was somebody like searching through a landfill to try to find a hard drive that had some Bitcoins on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, but hey, you know, it's it's fleeting. This will probably drop, but oh, who yeah. knows? When, when they were at 20,000, you couldn't buy a graphics card for like eight months. Unless it was part of a bundle or if you bought a PC that had a graphics card in it. Yeah. And but isn't Bitcoin still so tough on even the, this new generation of, of GPUs that yeah. ASICs are yeah, still just better? I, I yeah. hear but the Ethereum, uh, Ethereum though, good. is still yeah. is still it, pretty good yeah. with GPUs. And that's yeah. that's been going up in price as well. Yes. I'm and not it, sure that the algorithm runs as well on AMD chips or AMD cards, actually. No, I believe Ether was better on NVIDIA. It it, it was uh, here's here's the concern though that I've I've I have is that when BTC goes up, altcoins go up. It always happens. And look at Dogecoin. Look at Ether right now. It's at twelve. I looked at this the other day and I couldn't believe it was at nine hundred. Now it's at twelve. It's it was at around five hundred just a month ago. It's like nineteen ninety seven all over again. Yeah. It's a bubble. But don't worry, the bubbles will never burst. They last forever. They never do. Yep. All right. That, that's depressing, but I, I feel like we've seen this before. I mean, we have to learn from the past. And <clears throat> we saw what happened the last time people realized, oh, I can easily just like turn on this little application and I get money every day. They're going to wow. buy up all the cards. Yeah. Hey, I just want to mention that this is the perfect time for me, especially on availability, that I was not the first person to actually say the phrase or the word microcenter. I was not the first person. In the chat, Fake news. YouTube, toilet bug, microcenter. Mm-hmm. It's kind of low, too, as we said. Yeah, but the, you're the first oh, one on the podcast to talk about it, though. True, but Again. I think that was actually part of my thing. I have to. It's kind of like part of my contract. Oh. Mirrors actually triggered. So, yeah, just swing by your local micro center and pick up an AMD CPU. I mean, that's really all it's going to take. You know, what would really annoy me is driving the two and a half hours to my local micro center mm-hmm. only to find mm-hmm. that they don't have the one that I want in stock. And I don't want to, then I'd be tempted to settle. And it's just. Yeah, and then when you asked, it was because a guy named Brett actually ordered one and they shipped that model from that one to the other store. I don't so we think can go they did a store to store transfer. I'm sure it happens every day. Yeah. You don't do that sort of thing. Uh, it's it's whatever you see here, pal. Mm-hmm. Sure, it is. You don't know about the Plas- back stock, the lockup, plasma in the back rifle room. in the thirty watt range. So the next bit was is I threw out a couple of what I thought were going to be interesting games outside of the Outriders shooter that we talked about earlier coming up in twenty twenty one. So if you guys, off the top of your heads, can think of anything that you want to talk about, I threw out uh, Halo Infinite as uh, a potential interesting 2021 ship and it's looking nice and uh, i like the halo series myself and i like the gameplay and i like the concept and the storyline and all that so i think this would be something that i would get is this is this uh, uh, guys fully path traced <laughs> that's no, a multiplayer map so. it looks great uh somebody just said in chat battlefield 6 coming that'd be another good one in 2021 if they get done huh. in 2021 i don't know how far along i they thought are. they were back to battlefield one now 
Oh, they're gonna reset. Oh, like the word one instead of one. Or yeah, I mean, it's been ten years since Elder Scrolls Five. Yes, six. It would be nice, but that's still like there was a two tease. Away. I just want to unless look it at- was a tease for Elder Scrolls Online, which is nah, more likely and nah. really frustrating. I just want to look at one more screenshot here. Look at this. This is this looks yeah. great. It's, it, it looks does. like it looks like Ralph McQuarrie uh, concept art for Star Wars. Yeah. So I, I'm definitely intrigued by this. Is Halo Infinite? Just in case yeah. you didn't read the bottom left hand yeah. corner. Yeah. Let's see. Battlefield Six is that coming? Is that what I saw? Uh, PUBG 2.0. Somebody just threw out there. Oh yeah. There's another one yeah. potentially in 2021. Mm-hmm. The sequel. Yep. If you're you're looking at BF6. Yep. Another uh, two that I remake, and uh, Jeremy, uh, this remake you probably would be interested in, I, uh, two that I threw out in there was a pair of System Shocks. Do you remember them? Backer. Oh, you're backer, uh, backer. On, on SS3? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll cue that up here in a second. But uh, yeah, BF6 release date is going to be, I don't know, you're scrolling too fast. I am scrolling too fast. Mid to late 2021. <laughs> okay. There you go. They might not so, make it. Yeah, it's uh, it's coming. We'll they see demos of it. it. We'll see it at virtual <laughs> E3, I'm sure. But So, yeah, that probably is not a huge chance. Maybe 50-50. It's, it's, a, little it's a little early. I may have to let my cat out. I'll be right back because okay. she's going to let the cat out. out. That's, that's code for something. You've seen that comic. Um, System Shock. System Shock 1 is being remade in 2021. That's that first link there. In case yep. you guys never played this, this is uh, a very interesting survival horror oh, sci-fi. Hacker. Yes, it's the creepiest video evil villain ever. They got say. her to do it again. That's a t- it's t- her name is Terry Brosius. Yes, and so she's done a bunch of new uh, recordings and updated oh, recordings. And- it's trippy. If you've never played a System Shock game, it's basically it was. Um, if you ever, you have to set this to the Wayback Machine for like Thief and Thief Three, and anyway, this was a sort of a different genre concept uh, back then, and um, where you have to Isn't choose a different Omen belt engine. It that maybe now, but I think back then it was the Thief engine. I think that was yeah, well. No, sure Omen was. was was the thief engine, and then oh, they damn, you're right. Omen with uh, um, okay. with System Shock. Yeah. Anyway, if you guys anybody's into like atmosphere horror sci fi, I mean, who isn't really? Yeah, um, a monkey this, level in System Shock <laughs> too. Yeah, holy crap! That is just yeah. Well, yeah, there's just want, a like, whole a, lot a of holy crap. Yeah, this is a head trip thing. It's it's just a combo, great, interesting adventure, build up your character sort of game. You know, you never know what's going to be around the next corner. It's always something new. It's formulatic for only a short amount of time, and then something different happens. Um, so the remaking System Shock One, and then and then System Shock Three, which Jeremy said you were a backer of. I am yep. really looking forward to that. They've had a lot of difficulties in. And sort of bringing this to fruition, it's been through a lot of different owners. Um, funding There's been issues. some huge legal bullshittery yeah. going on for a very long time. Uh, yeah, just too bad. But they're they're doing it. They're also totally redoing uh, the whole cyberspace element of it to make it work. I'm gonna say, 
because uh, <laughs> the the first iteration of it was not not so good. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to these. I don't honestly know how much faith I have. We're going to see them before the end of uh, 2021. I, I like this looks think like we will. This is SS3. Uh, yes. a demo reel or, or video of SS3. And yeah, this is and essentially you're, you're, you've got two different takes on the same game. Yeah. Cause system shock three is not so much uh, a remake of the original nor a sequel to it, but sort of a blending of the two uh, and sort of say, what if we redid this with what we can do now? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be hard uh, I mean, the System Shop and System Shop Two were not easy games. Very uh, difficult games. This was you died a the lot. first time. Oh well, yeah, well, it was not so much as that. It was the first time you could lean around a corner, and you damn well wanted to lean around every corner. Uh, different ammo types. You, you hear a robot you know what coming the worst down, part of and all the yeah. System Shocks were. Can I just interrupt <laughs> you here? Yes, they were the worst designed weapons ever. Oh God! Because yes, they'd fall yeah, they apart after like seventeen broke. shots. Yep, mm-hmm. and you had to, and it was you had to keep them in repair. The future and finding is a horrible ammo. place for yes. for firearms. Yes. They, they were looking forward ball. to the world of three D printed firearms. I think. Mm-hmm. Do I don't know what the what I think the secret weapon of this game series was, and it's it's tricky, but I Laser think it was rapier? audio. No, it was audio. Yes. It was actually the sound effects and the way it played, especially in headphones, because and it was our. I think it was Ariel that uh, they they had support in there back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, like I said, the whole the whole monkey thing, where you'd hear the monkeys chittering in the background, you could hear them, and you knew where they were. And they and the the other thing is, is the stuff in the game sought you out. They went after you. They didn't wait for you to kind of show up and then fight you in a room. They would come after you. They knew where you were, or the intelligence would send them after you. It was it's very. It was scary. Yes. It, scary. Yeah. You know, it's appropriate for a survival horror game. Mm-hmm. It was, but no, you're it was absolutely right about the audio because it and uh, what was the old Elder Scrolls uh, before Morrowind. The uh, wow, it's going back along. Red yeah. guard. No, well, wasn't red guard? Was it? Good Dagger lord! Fall. I just, yeah, I think it was Daggerfall. No, not the first arena. Yeah, so Oblivion. definitely Daggerfall. Mm. No, it was. No, it was after. Okay. Uh, but no, Morrowind. It was a thing where Oblivion. you could hear an enemy coming, and each enemy had specific, very distinct sounds that they made. So that after playing it for a while, just the audio cue would you would know, oh shit, I'm gonna run the other way because I, I just I can't deal with that thing again. It's too tough. And so some shock did the same thing. You heard them coming and you got scared. Right. And they could hear you. Yes. You're, the things in the game could hear you, and you knew that. Yeah. And you could tell. If you, if you a twenty-year-old gamer is like, "Yeah, so what? This is what everything does." No, back then this was new. <laughs> no one had done this before, and it was freakish. <laughs> yes. So yeah, looking forward to that. Anyway, yeah, yeah. solid twenty twenty-one. Looking forward to hopefully seeing that actually get released. Anybody else have a uh, 
looking forward to game or really anything in 2021. I, I would like I'd like a more boring year. Okay. That would be okay. All right. That would be Tamp okay. Tamp down the excitement. Yeah. Relaxing. I'm curious to see how uh, Subnautica Below Zero turns out. Oh, yeah. Taking a couple of peeks at it. It's not finished yet, but it looks interesting. And the first one was quite absorbing for a while. I right. played Subnautica for a few hours. Enjoyed it, though. I'd like to get back to it sometime. It gets more terrifying. Hmm. I feel like this is a, a return of the sort of sleepy style podcast. There, people, you can listen to this on your, you know, as you drift off, listen to Brett and his mm. gentle. Don't gentle drive tones. to this. No. Don't drive to this. Don't drive. Uh, where's a pretty popper when I need one? Yeah. Hey, Sebastian, uh, I was about ready to scream into my microphone and that. It, that was yeah. tempting. Sebastian, mm. you were talking about virtual CES. Yeah, it's ago. coming. January 11 through 14, they says, we are CES ready. It's all digital this year, which I imagine means that maybe certain things that would have been shown might not be shown. A lot of companies are going to probably do their own little events. Because why not? Why would you have a booth at virtual CES and you could host your own online event? Yeah, right on top of each other. Why not? It's going to be a lot of conflicting event timings. And uh, we're starting to get a little bit of pre-event material. We might get a little bit more. So, you know, some some players are already trying to get out in front, making sure that they get coverage. Indeed. Well, we'll hear all about it uh, next week. I don't know if we'll have well. a show next week. We used to do either take the week off or do a show from CES. So we'll see. I mean, we're all working from home, so we could still do a show, but it depends on what the uh, CES workload looks like, I guess. Although, really, by the time the show starts, we've pretty much already heard about everything and everything's already been announced. So I think... Unless we went on live at the same time as one of the other events and then did one of those like Statler and Waldorf sort of things and like commented on it as they were were giving their live presentation. Uh, We could. We could always do that. I think the first major event that I, you mentioned earlier was uh, somebody mentioned the NVIDIA thing on the 12th. Uh, AMD's doing a, a half hour. Are they? I saw it. Yeah, let me scroll back here. Someone will chime in as to when it is because I just saw it in the Discord. Somebody mentioned it. Yeah, I gave equal time. If we're going to do NVIDIA, we got to do AMD. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, find it if Intel's doing a thing. So upcoming stuff I saw on the list here. Reviews coming up. You've got cases, PSU, Z490 boards for 10th and 11th gen. Yeah, I've got a new case in. I've got uh, some PSUs are going to sent to me that won't be released until February. Uh, Nice new case that people are going to be probably wanting to move to. The previous generation was talked about quite a lot so Hmm. and held up as an example of something that was good. So I have the new generation of a case that a lot of people like that I'm going to be reviewing. PSUs that are coming up. And yeah, Z490 boards. Um, I have at least one Z490 board that is looking like it should be a very reasonable board to uh, host both 10th and 11th generation Intel chips. So yeah, that's what I got. Uh, what do you guys got? I hear somebody's got a Merck uh, card that they're looking to review. I, don't, I can't remember. You got a Merck, Merck, the, Merck, Merck, no. Merck, Merck. Yeah, that <laughs> pair of headphones, a, uh, a tough armor thing. And I think that's 
that's about it. I mean, I bought that 5600X myself, so I mean, it's not like I have to review it. I mean, it probably should go through some stuff, yeah. but yeah, no, it's. Uh, I, I thought I'd get more done last week, but no, no, no. I finally What's, took this out of the box. There? What do you so got I have, there? I am What's in the on box? This. What's in the box? 15, I got the silver one. The box shows the silver the and the uh, black one, but I got the silver. It's it's pretty nice. Like so far, it it can be put in more than one orientation. It looks like a a bigger N-Case M1 kind of. So there's it's perforated on three sides, and it's aluminum, and it seems really well made. So that's the Silverstone Sugo 15, which I am working on currently on top of a bunch of other projects that are just in a state of. I left off at Christmas, and then I haven't pick them back up so i'm like picking up the pieces like where was i with this one do i have the charts made for that one so there's there's stuff coming but that see yes, aluminum looks nice Classy. it is very nice it's very it's more silver than i was expecting so if you <laughs> if you get the silver it's very silver it's shiny uh but you know you probably would be getting the black one if you like more muted colors anyway mm-hmm <sighs> I think that's it. Unless anybody has anything yeah, else. Oh wait, no picks of the week. What am I saying? Oh yeah, yeah. It's, that, that. It's, it's time for picks of the week. Let's raise the energy level again. I'll drink some, some uh, sugar-free Powerade real quick. Powerade. Make this interesting. I guess I'll go with my pick of the week. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know, with with uh, life is as fun as it has been as of late. This has been a nice little thing. If you have Apple TV, watch Ted Lasso. If you don't have Apple TV, maybe sign up for the free trial and give it a go but it's it's nothing deep but it's funny and it's not depressing so there you have it been enjoying watching well, it seeing as how man city just beat man U 2 nil today in carabao cup i'm a little just upset by it but yeah i see but yeah can't be too bad josh but even yeah, those hairstyles are upbeat in that clip yeah yeah Everybody's got hair, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Mm. It's fun. You know what else is fun? Thermal paste. No. Oh my gosh, thermal paste. Oh, so much fun. At parties. Thermal paste is really Hey, fun. it's a stupidly good deal, and I didn't really have much to go with. What's the but deal here? Is this a multiple quantity situation? No, it's just eight bucks or nine bucks. That's good? Like Generally, uh, if you're getting the name brand stuff, not the, yep, this is technically thermal paste. How many ounces? Some. Some. (laughs) (laughs) A few. Uh, Does it say? It doesn't uh, actually say. uh, It's a syringe full. I I pay around this for the Noctua stuff, I think. It's around $8. It'll... And to be honest, don't ever pay thirty-eight bucks for it. That's just freaking stupid. I don't understand. But usually, what? it's fourteen to twenty bucks. Oh wait, this is is so, this Canadian though? This is Canadian. Yes, this is specifically oh. Canadian. Oh, so this would be like five this, bucks for me. Is this the direct injectable yeah. thermal paste, or is this topical use? I, I always that really is track. something that you can decide for yourself as a mm. sp- responsible adult. It's between you and your doctor. I understand. Okay. Brett's pick interests me strangely. Uh, this looks uh, mm. highly useful. 
It is if you want to get extremely close to things, oh, uh, like uh, say, you, and you do. Yeah, I know what you mean. This allows you, and look at the different sizes for different fitments that these lenses come and, in. And we can, we can go back to the previous pick and talk about the usage and being able to see that usage close up. Very, very close, extremely close. So when you're trying to take pictures of, like if you really want Small to get really things. close to, well, not necessarily, <laughs> not necessarily, Josh. I'm talking about like technology things like motherboards, CPUs or whatever. So if you want to take a, an interesting close-up picture of something, uh, then these lenses are very handy to have. Uh, then they come in a variety of... Uh, of fitment sizes all the way from fifth, uh, down to 37 all the way up to 82 millimeters. And so a little bit of of uh, connectivity for every camera. I have a set right here, actually. I don't know if this is going to work. I'm going to hold it up to my camera. Hey, look, it's magnifying. It's doing its it job. Is. It's magic. Some, there's some spots in the lens. So this one is, this is a 52 because that was one that I put on there. This is a plus four. It's, it's not focusing that. on not that it matters. Yeah. Not that it matters. But anyway, it uh, works really well if you want to take a camera that you're inside. And my camera's out of focus. If you want to take a uh, camera that's you're inside what's called a circle of confusion, which means that you're too close to something and it can't focus anymore, this uh, actually lends an additional close focus capacity or capability to a uh, camera. So if you want to get ridiculously close to something and use your use the full... Uh, sampling width of the camera, you know, these lenses, type of lenses come in handy. And they're only like 16 bucks and they come with this little cool, cool little camera, you know, little lens. It looks like, like a roll of old film. It is, but it's actually got this sort of measuring uh, thing inside of it for measuring the sizes of different lenses. So you can stick them on there and you can see if like, oh, is this fit that? And I don't know, you can store different lenses in there. But it's by the time you have shot. that, isn't it too late? You've already bought the wrong size. It is. It is. You've already got the wrong size. I'm like, oh, this yeah. isn't the right one. Well, well, that's why it didn't work. Anyway. Yeah. So this is actually something I'm putting on this camera here. So With the work. giant oversized, not compensating yeah. at all lens. Yes. Yeah. It's not a compensate. I'm not compensating mm -hmm. for anything. Why would mm -hmm. you even That's say why you always have to pull it out on the stream. Did I say that? Did I say pull it on the stream? Okay. Now it's flying past the camera. <laughs> Audio listeners, you are uh, missing uh, nothing. No, you're nothing. actually not missing out. Uh, my pick. Live in blissful you're ignorance. You're welcome. Oh, yeah, you have a pick? I have a pick. So this is something called the RG351P. Now, the RG350 and especially the 350M are highly regarded... Uh, handheld uh, retro gaming systems, they're called. Emulation stations, essentially. And this is in a variety of colors. It comes in white, black, and this uh, sort of Game Boy Advance retro purple color. And it's just a, you know, one of the many handheld things. This is from a company called Anbernick that makes really good stuff from the video reviews I've watched. Did a lot of research about this and ended up deciding to get this one because it's a perfect upscale of Game Boy Advance. And I have always regretted selling my Game Boy Micro, which was that really small Game Boy Advance that Nintendo put out. And I had one, and I never used it. And I took it out of the closet one day. I'm like, oh, let's just see what these are going for on eBay. And I sold it. And I never should have done it, because now they sell for two and three times what I sold mine for. 
but the screen was really small. That was one of the reasons I never used it. It has like, I don't know how big the screen was. It was like two inches. But this has a three and a half inch screen and it's exactly 2X the resolution of a Game Boy Advance. So that's what I'm going to do with this. I'm going to play Tactics Ogre and Final Fantasy Tactics Advance and whatever else I want on this thing. So that's my pick. It's 100 bucks. I'm taking mine back. I didn't realize you could buy these in five gallon pails. Wait, wait, where's the link? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a pail of, of Tim. Five gallon pail, thermomastic heat transfer compound. <laughs> dog? My dog has a Christmas tree ornament in its mouth. The puppy. Perfect. Where is, is my wife? No, it's cheap plastic, but it's still not great for her. No. It's not tinsel. Just, is this the stuff? Well, this is, Propylene no, this glycol. Is, no, that's that can't be right. I, I searched for... <laughs> I searched for... That's, that's just uh, like the bloody link. Five-gallon heat compound. I, I guess I should have used mm. more... Wait, here's a, a tub of super lube. There's a... Five really gallons of five gallons of super lube. Five gallons of mineral oil. Five gallons of my gosh, it's Lowe's. Lowe's even. Yeah. Wow. That's not even a serious industrial heat sink compound. Well, you know, it extends the life of sensitive components, Josh. Sensitive parts, like exactly the nubbins, electrodes of aluminum. Molten right. furnaces? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Anyway, that's not where I would smear it, but yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, we will possibly talk to you guys next week. We'll keep you updated. Remember, pcpro.com slash subscribe to find out when we go live for things like this podcast session. And Brett and I and whoever else is, wants to be involved, we're going to be doing some kind of a retro thing soon. I think it'd be yeah. easier to just do a live stream first and kind of gauge interest and see how that goes. Sure. It could be like a show and tell. And you have far more interesting stuff than I do. So maybe no, I mostly. Don't. No. I have a lot of 1990s PC, like DOS era hardware. I don't have the some Mac stuff. Yeah. I don't have the, like the Amiga stuff that you have. That's really interesting to me. I do have that. I have a couple of those. Yeah. So, anyway, look for that in the nearish future. But until next time, thanks for listening and or watching, and we will talk to you guys thanks. soon. Good night, all. am i doing i'm prostituting myself for you guys all for you yeah i know and we appreciate it okay yeah i guess there are worse gigs (laughs)